I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jess Rufus. And before we get stuck into today's episode, I thought I would mention that there is one week left of our birthday special. So a few weeks ago, Calabasaurus turned four. So we're doing 50% off any annual plan on Calabasaurus to celebrate. So that means that a starter plan is down to $360 for the entire year, down from $720. And a business plan is down from $2,400 to just $1,200. And that actually includes $200 worth of Facebook advertising credits as well, which is crazy. And for anyone listening in the UK or the US, this is actually in Australian dollars. So you get a lot more bang for your buck there as well. And for those new to the podcast, Collabasaurus is a matchmaking platform for clever marketing partnerships and collaborations. So we save you time, give you access to thousands of collaboration opportunities you might never have thought of and help you double your marketing reach through clever cross-promotion. So we would love for you to check us out and take advantage of this offer because I doubt we will ever do anything like this again. Um, So there's one week left and I've put the details in the show notes if you're interested. So on to this week's episode, we are talking launches. So maybe you're launching your business for the first time, which is exciting, or a new product or a funnel or a freebie, an event maybe, or a collaboration. No matter what you're doing, launches are tough. Successful launches come down to really great marketing and they need to be carefully planned out to make the most of the launch itself 
and actually help you get the results that you want. So there's no way I can cover the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to launches in just one episode, unfortunately. Sorry about that, guys. But for today, I've got a mini strategy for you to follow, which is typically how I plan out launches for Collabosaurus and also for clients. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so a failure to plan is planning to fail, but what exactly does a decent launch plan look like? Well, what I do is I grab an A4 piece of paper and I turn it to like landscape orientation and I divide it into three columns. And each column has a heading. The first one is tease, the second one is launch, and the third one is post-launch. So the timing for each of these phases really depends on what you're launching. But if it's something big for your business, a good rule of thumb is to start the tease phase five to six weeks out from the launch. It sounds like a lot, but think about how many messages we're bombarded with every single day. Basically, you wanna make sure that you're building up curiosity, you start sticking in people's memory and building buzz well ahead of time. So the launch column is usually about one week in length in comparison. And then the post-launch represents an additional five to six weeks. So yes, any big launch should span about three months, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Um, And planning is so key. So being a marketer, I'm really clear on having KPIs for whatever it is I'm launching. So you should too, basically set your expectation. So, and I would say be conservative because I'm a sucker for going, oh my gosh, this will be the biggest thing ever. And if you're like me, basically halve that down and be really realistic based on past results and experiences and have a number around it. Don't just put lots of sales or brand awareness on the top of this piece of paper, put numbers as to how you're actually going to track it. I usually work backwards based on customer journey stats and things like that. So let's say you want X amount of dollars worth of sales. And usually to get that amount of sales, you need X amount of people like web traffic, for example. So then to get um, that amount in dollars, that goal, you actually need to reach X amount of people. So I would put those two numbers at the top of your piece of paper. You know, I want to reach X amount of people and therefore make this many sales, for example. So now we have your goals down pat. Your piece of paper has the three phases and a rough timeline and the goals at the top of that piece of paper as well is a really good thing to put. Let's deep dive into the phases. Okay, phase one is the tease. And this is my favorite phase. (laughs) A lot of this can actually be scheduled out ahead of time through social media scheduling apps, which is fantastic. Um, So just having a really good plan in place is really key here. Um, The tease is all about building buzz without giving it all away. Plan out value-packed content that slowly hints at something coming without fully revealing what it what the thing is. So think about teaser trailers for movies. The reason we love these is because we can see our favorite actors in teeny sneak peeks in very dramatic, visually awesome snippets that make you go, oh, what? I can't wait to see that. So I've done a podcast episode before that's called, I think, Content Types That Inspire Action, which if you're in the tease phase right now or about to head into sort of that planning around your content, that's a really great place to go because it breaks down content into themes that engage and inspire your audience. So doing things like showing something in action or making sure that it's educational or value-packed or entertaining or emotionally engaging and all that kind of stuff can really spark some ideas. But the tease phase is all about engaging, curiosity building, 
building content that is drip released over a decent amount of time so that it's memorable. So that when launch week comes, people are on the edge of their seat and are basically already ready to buy. And there is so much I really want to cover in this episode, uh, but we won't have time. A few things I think I should just drop in for consideration are wait lists, pre-orders, early access VIPs, and gamification. So these four strategies absolutely kill it when it comes to a successful tease period. You could work giveaways into the launch pre- to the pre-launch period. You could engage micro-influencers in this part of the campaign. You can gamify a waitlist like Spaceship did, where social media shares got you further up the leaderboard for a prize. You could support the tease period through paid advertising, or even have a select few VIPs get early access to the thing you're launching, and then share their experience or ex- excitement through content. So this not only helps you reach their communities, in this tease period, but it helps you establish credibility and attract more people like them as well. So that's, that's a really great strategy too. And it's worth really thinking out these tea, this tease period from a content and engagement perspective. So on the piece of paper in the tease phase column, I typically write out every possible marketing platform I have available to me. So, and divide them into content types. So it's not just Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and the podcast and the blog. It would be like, IGTV, Instagram post, Facebook live, Facebook community groups, and you know, and then you list out the groups that you're involved in, the podcast channel, the blog, and then each content type should have at least two features of content from the tease period over six weeks. That's like a really great place to start. So, I mean, in addition to considering all these other things you can do, at a very basic level, you want to make sure that every possible promotional channel you have available to you teases out this launch at least twice, at least twice over a six week period, if that makes sense. That's a really good like place to start rule of thumb. And then all the other stuff, the gamification and getting, you know, other early access VIPs and, you know, building a wait list and all that kind of stuff can be part of that tease phase period, but definitely consider just making sure that you have your content ducks in a row and that you have enough teasing content. I've said tease, I've just said the word tease like a thousand times. Sorry guys. Um, (laughs) Enough content in that six week period to keep people really engaged and build curiosity and buzz ahead of time. Okay. Phase two is launch phase, which is the shortest of the phases. And the good news is that you've done enough work getting people excited and intrigued in the tease phase that at this point, it's all about the call to action or the CTA. The worst thing you can do in this period, and I've seen it happen, is do like one post about launching it and then that's it. (laughs) So what absolutely has to happen in this phase is to ensure each platform you listed out in phase one or promoted out in phase one has a really clear, easy CTA attached to it. So for example, let's say someone was reading your blog in the tease phase a week ago um, and thought, oh, wow, this this sounds really cool. I'm really interested in this. And then they come back to your blog when, you know, because that's where they heard about the um, potential, like the incoming launch in the tease phase. They head back to the blog maybe a week later when you actually have launched, but there's literally no mention of how to buy the thing or go to the event. You've probably lost them at this point. You've, you've got them so excited. You want to make sure that it is so ridiculously easy and like overdo it in terms of making it that easy for people to, um, you know, purchase the thing or attend the event or um, sign up for the freebie or whatever it is that you're launching. So again, like let's say you sent out a really consistent 
email campaign as part of the tease, you don't just want to like, you know, do the promotional launch on Instagram and on your website. You also want to make sure that that email marketing also ties in with the launch and has a clear call to action because that's where people, where, whichever platform they've engaged with the tease period on is where they'll have memory of that thing and want to then make a purchasing decision from, if, if that makes sense. Hopefully that does. So my first step in launch week is to, in one big synchronized bang, push the yay we launched content across every platform I have available to me. And you then want to use the remaining six days in the launch week to now talk about the value and the benefits and the product in action or case studies from your VIP early access people. Because from this point, every piece of content needs a clear call to action and directive, but that doesn't mean that every piece of content is like, buy now, buy now, buy now. It's an opportunity to now fully talk about the thing that you've been teasing out for six weeks in a really you know, value-packed way and show people using it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so what I mean by a call to action if you haven't heard that phrase before, it's, you know, kind of marketing lingo, is just have a, you know, um, a directive and clear instructions as to how to how they can claim that thing. So for example, in the copy, you could have to grab this before the deadline, click the link in my bio and enter the code yay100, like into the box, for example. So that's a directive and that's clear instructions as to how people can actually take action. So, okay. Publicity stuff, I've made a note for publicity. <laughs> it's something I really want to talk about here because it's my background and I believe that everyone should be doing PR to some degree in their business. But we don't have time to cover this whole topic because PR is like a whole other beast in itself. Um, it's not hard, it's just time consuming. Um, but make sure that you've worked PR into your strategy where appropriate because launches are that small window of time where something is new and therefore potentially super newsworthy. But there is another episode on introduction to PR and stuff if that's something you're interested in. Okay, phase three is post-launch. So you've collapsed in a heap with an empty champagne bottle in your hand and your launch is done, you can relax, right? Wrong. <laughs> post-launch is a very valuable marketing opportunity in many ways because people are still hyped. Your new customers are stoked, it's happiness all around. Now is the time to move along referrals and request reviews on your Facebook or Google page, reward user-generated content or whenever someone shares the new product or thing across their social media. You can also take this opportunity to surprise and delight your new customers with something unexpected to really wow people and build your brand too. So it's also a really great time to engage and gather feedback, um, which then only ever fuels improvements and further content down the line because then those customers all of a sudden have brand equity. They're invested in your success because they've given a bit of feedback. They've given, you know, maybe an idea. And if you go on then and implement that thing, that's amazing from a customer perspective. I mean, that happened. I remember with MailChimp, I, ages ago, reached out to MailChimp going, I really need, um, like, tagging capability in an EDM, like in my CRM sort of management system, because everything was broken up by list, not by tags, um, which was really frustrating. And then when they launched that, I was just like, it felt like it was speaking to me. It was like, oh, they heard what I had to say. <laughs> you know? Even though I'm sure it was not just me. I had brand equity then at that point, And I was stoked to see that MailChimp had actually followed um, people's feedback um, with that thing. 
Okay, so the other thing to keep in mind in this phase is tracking. So sit down and actually track results against your KPIs. So many people forget to do this. They have the big launch and they really do just collapse in a heap um, with that empty champagne bottle and um, either they just go off their gut feeling as to whether it was a successful launch or not. But it is so important to sit down and like physically write out what worked and what didn't and why, and what would you do differently next time? And keep these insights somewhere really accessible that you will remember to check next time you have a launch because the universe will keep trying to teach you lessons if you forget to learn them. <laughs> and I am such a uh, victim of this because, a victim, maybe I just didn't learn my lesson. I don't even know the right wording, but I know, you know, at the beginning, I've been running Collabosaurus for years now, and it's like, I am fabulous with, clients launches and like marketing plans and all that kind of stuff and when it comes to like my own thing I am so impatient and excited and just want to talk about stuff and I'm not a planner I'm not a hardcore planner like I typically don't plan beyond six months because I mean so much stuff can change in that time so I remember writing down again and again and again, you know, insights for myself that you must plan further ahead, like listen to your own advice and plan six weeks ahead. Why aren't you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. I did that about three or four times before I actually learned my lesson. And it was because I didn't put those insights in a place that I was going to remember to check next time that it was a launch period. I'd write it in notes on my phone. I'd put it in like a Dropbox folder or something and completely forget about it. Um, but have, have, it, have it on your desktop if you want as well, like even just like learnings and like things to remember, um, notes from your last launch. It's so, so valuable. I cannot tell you how valuable that can be. All right, that's it for today's episode, guys. A quick few tips to wrap up today's episode. Number one, allow a minimum of five weeks for teasing out anything big. Number two, clarify KPIs around numbers and goals. Number three is to consider content types and scheduling to take the stress out of the launch period. Number four is have a clear call to action and directions um, are really key on every single platform that you promote this out. So once you've launched it, make sure there's clear call to actions and instructions as to how people can take advantage of the thing. Number five is to maximize every marketing opportunity you have available to you more than once. Number six is to don't disregard post-launch. So gather feedback, case studies, and request reviews in this period. And number seven is always, always track results and take the time to write down insights about how a campaign went and keep insights accessible for next time. Thank you so much for joining me as always, guys. If you are thinking about taking advantage of that 50% off any annual plan uh, deal on Collabosaurus, we would love to see you over there. Details are in the show notes and we'll see you soon. We'll see you next time. Bye.